everyone. This is Samantha with Redefining Caregiving. I want to talk to you about something today that we're all facing in this world, and that is the word fear. There's so much fear going around. And I was watching a show the other day. I couldn't believe the fear that they were trying to instill through this media that I was watching. And I, I, I will turn on YouTube to, to get informed, right? <laughs> Don't do that. YouTube is not the place to go unless you can actually find someone who's able to speak the truth without being taken off the, uh, YouTube. And there are some. And those are the ones I watch. But I'm here to talk about fear because, you know, the fear is already in the world. And there's those, those people who have an agenda to use that fear to manipulate you. It's like, it's like a relationship with a narcissist or someone who's an abuser. Uh, you need to be aware of that fear that's coming at us is not from anything positive because you can tell also the ones who are really using it to their advantage. They're trying to get you to buy products based on fear. And anytime you turn something on and you see it and you feel fearful, just know that it's not always intentionally that intentional that they're making you feel fearful. But most of the time, it is based on them manipulating you to do something out of fear. And you are not out of control with that, right? You can stop watching it. In fact, I recommend that you do. I stopped watching anything on, on TV uh, that wasn't uh, educational, that wasn't something that was going to make me feel secure. Because especially right now, it's kind of like when you're going through a stressful time and you intentionally take time to sit down and relax or meditate or you might even go to the doctor for a prescription for something to calm you down. But guess what? You don't have to do that. You can, you can do it yourself. You can actually choose to not participate. And even if your family and the people around you really want to still keep talking about it, you know, like I did that with my kids before. I was thinking that if I had to, if I talked about it and informed them, they would be more protected about what's coming in the future because I'm a visionary. So I was always telling them, you know, I saw this, this is what's going to happen. I had a vision, this is going to happen. And, you know, eventually they just didn't even want to hear it. I mean, because the, and here's why not because they didn't appreciate knowing about it. It was because they said, mom, it just brings me anxiety. And I, and I'm not even feeling anxious until you start sharing what you, what you know is important, but not all the time. And, and I, I got the message loud and clear, but at first I felt like, Hey, I don't have a choice, but to share it. You're my kids. Right. And I learned that, um, I can, because here's my excuse for that. And it was actually a very valid one. It was because I'd say, Hey, if I don't warn you guys, you're not going to be prepared and then I'm going to be the one, <laughs> always saying it, it's true. I'm going to be the rescuer. I'm going to be the one to make sure everybody's taken care of and it's going to stress me out. <laughs> and sure enough, I mean, we had wildfires in our uh, coming at us two years ago where everyone else is sleeping and I'm up till three in the morning gathering what we wanted to keep knowing that our house would probably be burned down. And they weren't planning ahead. And I was watching the news and I knew it was coming, but they weren't planning ahead. And I thought, you guys have got to help me out here. So there's a balance. You, you need to keep your family informed, but you don't want to go to the point like the media is where you're bringing fear and anxiety. That's the last thing you should want, you know, of course, for your family. And we're not doing it intentionally if you're one of the people like me who's trying to keep everybody afloat and aware of what's going on. Because... You know, some people just want to bury their head in the sand and, and be like, hey, rescue me. I wasn't aware at all. And you're like, what? <laughs> you were there when we saw what was going on. <laughs> um, but, you know, everyone's different. So I, I'm just here to encourage you to protect yourself from the fear that people are using to manipulate you. If someone's telling you stuff to help you and it's bringing fear 
just communicate to them that you don't want to hear as much as they're sharing. Because that's what my kids did for me. And um, that really helped me to, to rein it in. And, you know, we all have to work on things. Um, we live together. We need to work together. And we need to be kind and thoughtful of the other people who you live with. And so if you're living in a home where the TV's on all the time, and you have to listen to this stuff all the time, you know, I recommend you either ask them to only do it certain times. And you, you know, if you're the caregiver and you're doing all this work for someone who's listening to the TV, and that's the kind of news that they're listening to, you have leverage. I mean, I'm not saying you should manipulate or whatever with your caregiving, but you can say, hey, I'm here working for you. I'm taking care of you. If you want that to continue and I need to stay healthy in a good mindset, you need to turn that stuff off at least, you know, half of the day or whatever. I mean, they can listen to it or maybe put headphones in. There's other solutions like you could put headphones in. You could mm. say um, during mealtime, it, it, we turn it off, you know, and, and or else we don't eat, seriously. I mean, there has to be some boundaries. Everyone has to be thought of. And caregivers, you do not have to, you don't have to be the one who puts up with everything and tolerates everything. Some things you do, you have no choice in because it has to do with their health. Like, Maybe you have to, uh, you have to sit at the table and eat with them, and you normally would like to eat by yourself somewhere else. Like you know, you have to because they need your help. Those are the kind of things you wouldn't complain about as much. You wouldn't, you would have to do it. It's the way, it's important. It's mandatory for their care. But when it comes to TV being on, nope, it's not. Or if they're listening to that stuff, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to be very clear here because. I remember working in uh, homes where I'd have to go into their rooms and they'd be watching stuff that would be, you know, I knew it wasn't good for them. I knew that they were already depressed, but they're watching news that was all about depressing stuff. And so during the hour that I was there, I made it clear before that the TV was going to be off or I wouldn't come. I know that sounds harsh, but I knew that it would affect me. And number one, I need to look out for myself. They could always find another caregiver that would come and not care about the news being on. But if it was something that happened and I saw that it was affecting them and they weren't listening to me and I couldn't care for them, then I would just say, hey, that's what I loved about working for myself as a caregiver. You, ha you have more control. When you're working in for a facility, you couldn't do that. You can't tell them when to turn their TV off or on. So anyway, that's how it affects caregivers. But you're not always at the, the mercy of having to put up with everything that's going on in your environment. You know, they need you. And so you don't want to use that in a, in a bad way as leverage. But you definitely want to have a balance and say, hmm, no. You know what? This is on all the time. It's bringing me down. It's bringing you down. And I'm not telling you what to do, but while I'm here, I really need that off for a while. So um, especially right now, because the fear that's going on in the world is about the uncertainty that's in the world. We don't know where we're going. And then what happens is we make decisions based on fear. And when did you ever make a good decision based on fear? I can't remember any time I did. If I was fearful, uh, let's say I'm, I'm fearful I won't have food and I buy way too much food to stock it away and then I can't even pay my mortgage, right? That wouldn't be a good decision. Like we don't want to go into fear so far that we make poor choices. We want to bring that fear back to certainty. And the only way that we can do that is by bringing it into our world ourselves. And the only way to do that is by making different choices. You have to decide for yourself what brings you certainty. Everyone has a different way to approach having certainty in their lives. 
For me, I need to know that my children have a place to go. Even if they're 50, they're 25 years old, it don't matter. For me, personally, I need to know my family has a place to be where they can sleep and be safe. And so I put my energy into that. For some people, it's money. They really want to feel like they have the money close at hand they can, <clears throat> so they can access food and all that. That's another thing. They'll want to have cash on hand. And we're talking about the times right now because these kind of things like having food in your pantry, having cash on hand, making sure your gas tank is full. Those are the kind of things that can bring you certainty so you're not so fearful. And so I recommend that if you're feeling a lot of fear and anxiety, you look into things like herbs that will make you feel less anxious. Turning off the TV, asking people not to talk about it as much, but still staying aware um, getting good sleep so if anything does happen and not drinking a lot before you go to bed or anything like that because if something happens in the middle of the night, where are you going to go? You're going to be either drunk or you're going to be, <laughs> you know, too tired to deal with what's going on. Just be aware, but don't be hyper aware. Still relax and, and be yourself. So anyway, I just want to encourage you guys to not give in to that manipulation because if you look at it like a person, like this is the fear that is driven behind a force in the world. And you have the ability with your energy of positivity to counterbalance and counteract that force, force against it. And I know because I do it every day, I wake up and this is how I've lived my life for a long time is I know that the opposite of fear is faith. And you know, think about how many times in your life, something positive happened to you when you didn't expect it, but you needed it most. We, we all have a whole line of stories a list of stories where we've know that something beyond ourselves was helping us out. And and more more and more than ever right now, I feel like there's a, a thin line, a thin veil between us and people who have gone before us and died who are actually still here helping us. I, I can't help but explain this to you because recently I've had things that have happened to me where I've said, where is this? I can't find it or we need this. And then it's a specific thing that comes right when we need it. And when it comes, I hear a name like Nana or my dad, or I, and I'm like, why did I just think of that person when this happened and it had nothing to do with them? Because I feel like they're showing themselves more and more. And you might be experiencing this. And if you are, hey, enjoy it, because that means you got angels and people looking out for you on the other side. Because, you know, when things are going really great, like they are for us, we question it. Like, we can't help but question. I've never had anything go so easy for me. And then you start seeing it. Um, I hope you do anyway. I hope you look for that because that brings faith into your world. So today's podcast is basically to encourage you to just put a plug in the, in the fear and just start moving forward with proactive, step, proactive steps toward actually bringing more certainty into your life so you can relax and ride the waves because they're going to get high. They're going to go way up there and it's not going to get better. And so if you do things right now to become more, um, not on the defense, but on the offense, it's much better to play a game like that. And you're going to be somebody who's going to thrive more. You're going to survive better. And as caregivers, this is a huge tool. It's a great tool for you because you are at a huge disadvantage if you're taking care of someone else and things go bad. Like if the heat, you, you might be fearing that you lose electricity, um, and your loved one, you're taking care of someone who's on oxygen or, you know, just anything. You can't pay the bills because, and you have to have the heat on and you have someone in your care that can't move very quickly. 
These are real honest to God fears that could really bring you into a frozen state of panic. And so I just want you to know that's, that's not practical for you. That's not useful for you. And I know you're probably aware of that in your head, but there are things you can do that maybe no one's told you you can do. And so if you're interested in a one-on-one coaching or anything like that with me, I'm happy to get you into a better place. It's what I do. I love encouraging people, but I don't just play a cheerleader role. I actually know what to do. And I've done it over and over again for myself and for other people. So if you want some help, personal one-on-one, you can give me a call. My phone number is 971-678-4395. And you can also get on my website. I'm going to post a few links down below for how you can get out of this fear state or at least you know, rise up a few notches so you're not feeling panicky. And I just want you to remember to include yourself in the care you give by planning ahead and not allowing, not welcoming fear by easily allowing it to come into your house or into your home. Okay, guys. Bye-bye for now.